It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. I really like the name of this one. Uh, Dan McConaughey is in the studio with me, typically where Nathan would sit. And uh, Nathan and I both felt that this is just a topic that fits Dan McConaughey. And so, Dan, uh, the mechanics of courage, doesn't that get you stirred up too? It's, it's, but I think even in our pre-discussion as we were prepping for this one, mm. it's like we have some curveballs to throw that uh, it's, it's not what most people think. It's not just digging down deep and uh, dredging up this thing known as courage and mustering up the, the grit and determination. Uh, when we start dealing with heavenly matters, which is what this is all about, this is based on a sermon from Sunday called In an Age of shrinking wafflers, where we're talking about the age in which we live, which is predisposing us to be cowardly in spiritual matters, Mm -hmm. to be waffling in spiritual matters, to not have a firm foundation, even in the conservative side of things. We know that the Bible is the word of God, but why is it that we waffle on it when it really comes down to being tested on that fact? We know that Jesus is the only way, but why is it that we shrink back at the very moment that it becomes a key issue that we need to speak about? Mm -hmm. And so... We wanted to talk about this, what makes for spiritual courage, what makes for the sort of man or woman that we all esteem, we all desire to be, what is the basis for that? So why don't you help us unpack that, uh, Dan? Well, it seems to me, Eric, that there's three aspects of it, that one is the promise of God, one is faith in that promise. And then the third one would be doing it, which would be grace, the power to do it. And so when I have a promise from God that he says, fear not, for I am with thee, I put my confidence in that, and then I go ahead and by his grace do what's required of me. That's right. It's not from me at all. It's all about him. Yeah. So yesterday in yesterday's uh, episode, we talked about the mechanics of cowardice. And, you know, one of my premise points was that cowardice, especially in spiritual matters, because we can be bold and courageous in natural man matters. I think you said before we even got on that we're all disposed, you know, there's an accident on the streets we're driving down and we race in and grab the person out and then the car blows up as we're taking them out. It's like all of us, in a sense, have this natural man capacity right. to be heroes mm-hmm. in that regard. But when it comes to spiritual matters, standing for truth in an age that is ever darkening and is mocking and holding in contempt the realities of Jesus, the Savior uh, in whom we love, why is it that we are, instead of being disposed to help and rescue and to stand, we are predisposed to shrink and to waffle, which is disturbing to all of us, but it's important to recognize it's because there's a vacancy Right in our life. There is something missing in the <clears throat> spiritual domain of our existence. And when we come to Christ, we have everything we need to fill that, but we need to almost like first recognize that there is a void. It, it's like the Spirit of God coming in and inhabiting a man makes sense when the man recognizes that he is in need of someone to inhabit him. And if you don't recognize that, you don't even know to yield to it. You don't even know to let it come in. But could you talk about moving us from the cowardice into the mechanics of 
courage or for you know the word that is mostly used in the new testament is going to be boldness could you give us maybe some flavoring throughout the scriptures of how this is this concept is used and help us understand how it is grown and fostered within a believer i th- i think this is what i think <laughs> that um that we lack a theology of courage and because we lack a theology of courage, we have a tendency to embrace whatever alternative theology happens to appeal to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's even a ploy of the enemy, that if he can make us think that, oh, courage, that means battle, that means warfare. Well, we're men of peace. Mm-hmm. And yet you look at the men of peace in history who were burned to death and eaten by lions and in Hebrews 11, sawn in half (laughs) and set foreign kings and armies running. And and it's not just men. You look at Jael, who was the courageous woman who drove the tent peg through Sisera's head. And, And you realize that having a theology of courage is strictly based on that we have a God of courage. Yeah. And that's why we can, he can say, fear not, for I am with thee. Mm-hmm. And that's why we can see that if he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, then it's simply the issue of obedience to be yeah. courageous. And one of the areas that I see both spiritually and not spiritually um, of overcoming fear and walking with, in courage is is the area of self-control. And I was sharing with some people last night on a Zoom call that um, I have a problem in that sometimes my human self-discipline is what I draw on yeah. more than spiritual self-discipline mm-hmm. in the area of disciplining myself. But it's the issue of discipline that we draw on for being able to face fear with courage. Mm -hmm. And so I I have the confidence in, in Galatians 5, I think about verse 25, the last one of this the fruit of the spirit is self control. Mm -hmm. We have that. That means that we have been given what we need to control ourselves when there's an issue of fear. Mm-hmm. And it's what we are able to do because of the spirit that dwells within yeah. us that we can respond in courage. And it's not as because a lot of us look at self-control <clears throat> as, okay, I'm not going to look at that dirty picture or I'm not going to lash out and say that bad word. But it could mean a positive movement, too, that I Amen. have the power of God to stand up and speak in a moment where my natural man would cower. Right. And it's where we say, I'm going to do this. Yeah. We were talking about this at the men's yep. situation. You might want to just yeah. bring that up. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great moment. In fact, I think it's a highlight for many of us where one of the men, we had a, a gathering this weekend uh, of men from around the country, just a small group. And, but it was, I mean, it was powerful, powerful time. And one of the men talked about a change point in his life uh, where he went from, I want to do it 
to I will. And he, he used the illustration of a marriage covenant that there's mm-hmm. nothing more offensive than, you know, having the pastor get up there and say, will you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded bride and uh, to have and to hold from this day forward and have the, uh, the man say, well, I hope to. I, I really want to. It's my intention. It's my intention as opposed to I will. And that's the agreement with God's promise. Fear not for I am with you. The reason that that man can fear not or that we can fear not is because of the promise that is attached to it. Amen. It's not, hey, fear not, Dan, out of your own strength. It's fear not for I, God Almighty, am with you. And if you believe that he is with you, it is irrational and illogical to fear. If if you are in Christ and he is your refuge and he is your shield and defender against all fiery arrows, then why would I fear a fiery arrow if right. I knew that he was my shield? And so my shield of faith quells all the fiery darts. And so it's interesting because really what we're talking about isn't boldness, it isn't courage, it's faith in the God that is courageous. Faith in the God who is bold, and we give ourselves to him by faith, and he is bold through us. We just have to agree, as you were saying in Acts 4, this is before we got on, but you said in Acts 4, they're given the spirit of boldness, and then they go out and preach boldly. You have to combine the two. It's not just that you receive the spirit of boldness, which we have, but now we have to activate it. I think that's the reality. We have the spirit that is bold. Yeah. We have it. Mm-hmm. And so now, as we've talked about before, it's whether or not we choose. Yeah. And I go one step further than our brother Steve did yesterday. Yeah. When there's the I want to, then there's the one I will, uh-huh. and then there's the one that says I have done it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. That's why Jesus was able to say, I don't plan to go to the cross. Yeah. He says, it is finished. Yeah. And I think that's where we have to be as Christians, mm-hmm. um, that by the power of God, by the grace of God, because of faith in God, that it becomes an accomplished fact. Yeah. I think we need to rehearse a key idea here, and it's just over and over. It's like we have to hear it. I don't know how many repetitions is needed for certain spiritual truths to sink in. But there is a story uh, that one of the men in our church has a son in uh, the special forces. It's just it's a pretty extraordinary story. He's over uh, in the Middle East and he's in a trench foxhole. I'm not <clears throat> sure what the exact setup was. And he had to stand up against ISIS, a very critical situation. And it's up to him to stand up, expose himself and uh, take out some key uh, characters that were moving on a, a location. And his, he exposes himself standing up there, you know, with, with a gun and his gun doesn't shoot. It's jammed. So he falls back down into his uh, trench. And I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like in the first place just to stand up. But now he has to resolve to do it again. And so he rises up and does it again. His gun is still jammed. And I think he goes through this like three times. Finally, on the fourth time, his gun works. And I'm hearing this story, you know, with just awe. <laughs> it's just extraordinary because in the human sense, that is impressive. And every one of us as men are just like, wow. And we want to, you know, tip our hats. We want to nod and say, that's, that's, that's amazing. The same soldier, uh, the reason the dad was even sharing the story is he says, don't be impressed with me because when I come back to the United States, 
I am terrified. Like I feel such cowardice to share the gospel. And he said, there's just a distinction between doing something bold in this world and doing something bold for Jesus Christ. The two are in different planes. We have something to draw from for these human mm -hmm. activities that is real. And it's impressive when people cultivate it. It really is. Jumping from a plane, <laughs> bungee jumping, that's not everyone's ready to do it. But there's certain people that's like, hey, watch me. But spiritual courage is something altogether different, and it is sourced from the heavenly realms. And we just need to remember that. But we unique. have been given it. It is unique. It's, mm -hmm. It is not even similar because fleshly, worldly courage is a foundation stone for pride. Yeah. Where the foundation for spiritual courage is humble trust. That's great. And so they're, they're two entirely different things for an entirely different purpose. Yeah. We do need our worldly courage, but we also can't substitute. And we do love to substitute. We do. We love to substitute. Because <laughs> we get credit. <laughs> right. You know, it's we like, this is just it. as good as God's courage. Come on. Mm -hmm. Can't you accept this? And like or we... to impress people by saying, oh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do that for you uh, and not do it. Yep, that's right. Uh, Dan, why don't you just close us in prayer? I think there's a lot of us uh, just in the church today that are needing uh, to grip this, to really understand this and to exercise it. Could you just pray for that? <clears throat> okay. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful that you have granted us the Holy Spirit. Lord, the promise of life. And yet we find ourselves so often falling short. And so we think about your word. I think of 1 Corinthians 16 that points out that we should act like men. Be courageous and let all that we do be done in love. And those things seem almost contradictory. And yet we find ourselves, Lord, wanting to be in every way that we possibly can like you, a man who went to the cross, not in his own power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit that blessed and indwelt and, and inhabited you, Jesus. And so we, we thank you, Lord, that you have given us all that we need for life for godliness, for courage, for accomplishment, to overcome cowardice, to speak the truth, to lay down our lives, not only for you, but even for the brethren. And yet, Lord, I pray that you would grant us, by your grace, to do it. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Note that our live, in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume on weekdays this coming June at the Ellerslie campus in conjunction with our discipleship training season. Thanks for listening.